0: Hello welcome back to Labor for Truth. <clears throat> Today I want to discuss something that um, I, re- I really like the idea of it and it, and it definitely is, is one of those positive things because a lot of times you know you can get into the negative of people believing in socialism or people wanting the government to intervene in everything and a lot of leftists believing in big government but um, one, one thing I've heard over the years of me you know, learning about economics and politics and libertarianism and stuff like that is that um, one of the best things to end big government intervention and the government trying to take over the market and the government controlled you know, more like semi-socialistic um, market is <clears throat> or planned economy is having basically the free market do things more efficiently, cheaper, you know, with the higher quality. And so over time, you're able to essentially just in a similar way how you have creative destruction in the market where you know, let's say Netflix and Redbox make Blockbuster obsolete, you can also have the free market come into an industry and completely revamp it and completely change the whole system and set a new level of, you know, quality and efficiency. Um, that just makes it to where it's like, yeah, government, public, this public service, we don't need you anymore. And so that's the beauty of it, is even if people don't understand libertarianism or they don't understand the free market or all they don't understand all the different ideas, they still love the product. They still love what the free market gives them. They still love, um, you know, all the technological advances and all the different, um, conveniences that for the free market has given them. Um, yeah. So one of my buddies, you know, Adam I always bring him up cause he just gives me so many ideas accidentally through our conversation. He basically kind of had a moment of doubt where he said, what, you know, what's so great about libertarianism? Because, you know, he's, I don't know, he naturally wants to be, like, a Republican, like, because that's, like, the dominant, you know, conservative party. And so he's always, like, what's, basically, he's always asking the question, like, what's why is libertarianism better than the Republican Party? And he sees guys like Rand Paul and Ron Paul who, like, you know, were Republicans, and especially Rand Paul. So he's like, okay, well, why can't you just be a libertarian and run... As a Republican, and obviously there's a level of like, you could in theory do that, but why is libertarianism like truly better than like conservatism? And I'm not trying to get into that particular argument, but that's always his mindset. So it got me thinking about it. And I ultimately came down to, you know, more than any other party, more than any other way of thinking, libertarianism believes that the free market can solve our problems and basically another way of putting that is you know you have the free market or you have the government so another way of putting that is you have instead of the free market you have persuasion right you have people being persuaded to buy something you know take part in something whatever it might be whether it be voluntary voluntarily giving their money or buying a product right or whatever it might be they're persuaded to do it nobody's forcing them to do it there's something that's compelling about it that they want it But with the government getting involved, you know, with a lot of it, the government's kind of, you know, they control the pricing, and they can a lot of times they can control, you know, how much access you have to something or the quality of it, and you can't really force them to do anything, you know, because they're just gonna force you're just gonna take your money without you wanting to use it or not. Like, which in a minute we'll get to the postal service, but like, you know, they're billions of dollars in debt, but yet they don't like, and if nobody used them. Or like if like you know they would still take our money because they don't really ask for permission, they don't come to us and ask us if you want to fund the postal service every month or every year, you know they just take it and and use the money against our will, so that's really at the core of libertarianism, and that's really like um yeah we're 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 gonna come in and say, you not only do we believe that the free market is persuasive but that the people who are libertarians and who are, you know, putting forth the ideas of libertarianism, we're going to come in and we're going to promote the free market as the as the answer. And we're going to try and persuade you. Right. We're not going to try and say, oh, get the government involved and they'll fix everything. Right. We're not going to do that. We're going to say believe in believe in the, the entrepreneurs specifically, you know, and innovators to come in and, and make things better. <clears throat> so I have a few I have. A sto- I have a chapter from my book that I have a few quotes from, and it's it's kind of a case in point of this. Um, it's a chapter in my book, Are You Free?, which is permanently free on uh, Amazon. It's uh, Beginner's Guide to Liberty. So um, when I was thinking about doing this, because I wrote like an article on it too, and I was just thinking about how would I kind of package this. I basically went and found that because there's nothing else that I've found that is so blatantly showing how the free market did a better job um, and entrepreneurs did a better job than the government. So the first quote that I have that talks about basically the ineptitude of the postal service and specifically like the more recent acts of like Amazon and FedEx and UPS coming in and just making like the USPS like you know almost Obsolete, if not backwards compared to like their efficiency and uh, their ability to get things done so much faster. And just part of it too is the internet. Like they were like doubly taken out because, you know, the Postal Service is known for like delivering mail. Well, that's like, they call it snail mail. Like it's literally, I mean, it's slow mail basically. So with, you know, instant messaging and, you know, social media, you know, direct instant messaging, direct messaging, email i mean you got so many options and you can reach the whole world instantly why would you send mail pay for it you know wait for the postal service person to get it you know let them take it all the way to their house and then they might look at it in their mailbox like why would you go through all of that and have to wait and then have to write letters back and forth to somebody you're trying to talk to you know he's like why would you do that when you can instantly get you, can, you can, as long as you have you know access to a phone or a computer, you can get on there and message people right for free. So uh, there's a guy from Forbes named Adam Hatung, and, it's, and uh, it's he he explains what happened to the USPS. He says, "Quote: The post office didn't really do anything wrong. The market shifted. The post office value proposition simply isn't as valuable as it once was." We don't really care if mail delivery comes daily. In fact, many of us forget to check our mailboxes for several consecutive days. We don't care much that a physical letter can transit the continent overnight. So basically what I was just saying is that the market shifted. And that's... Like the nature of the government is the government's always going to be behind. The the, the government's always going to try and... Um, do the least amount of effort and the least amount of work and, and, and do the job the least well as possible. They don't mean to. It's just because the way that like if you don't have, if you're you taking somebody's money, you're going to try and take as little as possible, you know, in the sense of like through taxation to like get the job done just enough to like bare minimum. So you're not going to be able to like have any excess money to innovate and figure out ways to like reduce time frames and to like make things be more efficient and to be better quality. Right. And then obviously like the government was behind on like getting onto the internet, you know, when it comes to the postal service, you actually had to like, it's like, a, it has a very similar problem to the blockbuster because blockbuster you have to like physically go to the blockbuster to, you know, get the movie and then you have to like go back to it, right? Well, the postal service, you have, you're you dependent on this building, you have to go to the building and drop off this thing. Even if you can drop it off quick mail, you still gotta drop it off and you still gotta wait for it all to transfer over and you gotta pay for it. but. You know, with Netflix or streaming in general, uh, which is part of the problem with Redbox, you still got to drive to the Redbox. But yeah, it's like you can. right now. I can pull up my phone or pull up my TV, and you know, automatically start streaming. You know, whatever show I want to watch, as long as I have subscription. So it just saves people a lot of time. But yeah, I mean, they were the postal service. Postal office was doing a great job, or at least they were doing their job in the sense of like they didn't have any competition as far as we could tell like they were delivering their promise but obviously their promise was you know could be heavily improved you know three to five business days obviously could be way improved we'll talk about that more in a minute but the free market the entrepreneur said dude three to five days to send something like we can get it to you in two and if you really want we can get it to you in a day or less if we have it on in stock right or we can deliver food to you within two hours right like, just blew it out of the water. So, to give you a picture of how bad USPS is, like, deep down in, in debt, is there's a USA, USA, USA Today article that puts it like this. Quote, the USPS is on an unsustainable financial path and must be restructured to prevent a taxpayer-funded bailout. The president said, "An order that was in, uh, in an order that was released Thursday night. The president, being uh, Trump at the time, the order calls for an examination of the Postal Service's pricing policies and workforce costs. The Postal Service has lost more than sixty-five billion over the past decade as Americans increasingly transit transmit messages online. See right there, that last part. Transmit specifically their." value is messaging, but why, you know, you don't need that. I mean, once basically once AOL showed up, they were done, you know, it was over. And well, and part of that too, is, is texting, you know, a lot of people have text. you know, I didn't even think about that texting, calling, FaceTiming, you know, there's just so many different options. I mean, who thinks, so oh, I need to, t- I need to go talk to my cousin. Let me send him a letter. Right? Like who does that anymore? That's ridiculous. So basically they're just being propped up by us. I mean, they already are getting a somewhat bailout. But what's crazy about it is instead of just ending it all together and just allowing those who are obviously doing their job way better, that aka the internet, and all the entrepreneurs on there that are creating services to get messaging more quickly, like I said, through email, social media, right? And then people with the phones, you know, being able to get contact each other directly through our phones, right? the cellular people, all that. There's a ton of different entrepreneurs that go into all that allow us to communicate better with each other. Instead of just like saying, hey, I think, you know, this should end and just going bankrupt like Blockbuster did or, or you know, any other company like that's in the free market, they they just keep taking more money. They just keep taking more of our money. And so, you know, this is what I mean about libertarianism. Like we have an easy job because stuff like this is like a cake. it was like taking candy from a baby, you know, like it's not that hard for me to be like, yeah, you know, there's no need for this. Um, so Yeah, so the USA Today article, yeah, so 65 billion, 65 billion, that's a lot of money and that's in 10 years. So if they continue going with it, I mean, that's gonna be, you know, decades of just billions and billions and billions and billions and and in a minute, we'll get to a whole other thing where it would be even worse uh, if the free market, uh, if other if basically their competitors weren't giving them some money or basically giving them some work to do, a.k.a. Amazon. So another quote is, um, where is this quote from? I think... Oh yeah, it's from the Bloomberg, Bloomberg Business, Bloomberg, I believe. Yeah. Um, no, actually, sorry. This one's from Memphis. The next one's from Bloomberg, Memphis Journal Business Journal. It says um, Prime members get free shipping often in as few as one or two days. Amazon is also expanding options for free same-day delivery and beefing up Prime now. Which delivers food and household items within two hours. The postal service cannot match the speed that they want for a customer to get something delivered on the same day they order it from Amazon. It needs to be in the post office system at six a.m. Which, if if that's unclear, it's impossible. It, how would how would you? I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but who who orders something at six a.m. You know. Um. Pretty much not going to happen and it's like how would they even get whatever you wanted you know so it would it's just like a logical argument it's not even really possible um yeah and, i mean you got to think like this whole time the postal service has been around for i don't know maybe like a century or something and you know they haven't upgraded anything they're like pretty much the exact same system stamps and you know all of that and you know a few companies show up, the three companies I mentioned earlier, and they completely change it. Not only do they change the time frames, but they start to basically take the internet and be the arms of the internet. They start to take, because obviously if you had the internet, you know, yes, you can message each other, but being able to like take, take products from a place and then get it to a customer, right? You know, because before you would just send it to a brick and mortar, Right, you would send it to an actual, like, uh, store or mall or whatever, and then you would you would go to the place and buy the thing, right? Which is the same problem you have with the postal service, same problem you would have Blockbuster, right? You had to literally go get in your car and or walk to like whatever J C Penny, you know, whatever it might be. You had to literally go there to get the thing. You had to go there to buy it, then drive home or drive wherever, and then, you know, use the product and put it in your house. You know, the same thing, same problems with going to the grocery store. Like, you can can go to the grocery store and go get it. Like, me and my wife, we, uh, a few months ago, decided we weren't gonna um, do, do, I mean, it's not like we're, like, anti going in the store, but in general, like, we buy a lot of the same stuff, you know, so, and then we have, you can just order on your phone, so we just order it usually from Aldi's, which is a grocery store over here in, in Texas, in the DFW area, you know. So, like, every every week, she goes in, and she's like, all right, you know, picks all the different things on her phone, blah, 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 And then, you know, she can keep see, and that's part of it. That's, there's a lot of nice things to it. She can see all the different options right there. She doesn't have to walk around the store. Obviously, she doesn't have to drive to the store. You know, she sees all the different options. She also, She actually sees other things. And then, you know, when you're in the store, you're, you're having to walk around. There's so many different things going on, but on your phone, you can see all the different little icons there. And, you know, you can pick it all out and then you could see how much the total's coming to. And then by the end, you can see the total versus like, unless you're keeping track of it, you would have to, you know, go to the end. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you know we've all had those moments where we thought it was gonna be like 50 bucks and it was like 90. We're like, uh yeah, it's more than I thought. Ugh, it's kind of steep. Right. But, you know, before you check out, you'd be like, oh, geez, it's going to be 130. I only wanted 100. And you can try and figure out how to get it down. But, yeah, it's like you do obviously have to pay somebody to bring it. But, you know, I don't have to deal with, you know, going to the place and walking around and trying to find stuff and, you know, get it in my car. And I have a kid and I have to carry him around and I got, you know, fight with him. And then I got to be around people and navigating around them you know, and all that. I can let somebody else go do that, you know, and then I got to go to the checkout and all that, you know, I'd rather just pay somebody else. So that whole bringing it to the customer, because that's the thing is up until now, you know, there was, you would kind of meet in the middle, you know, you would go to the plate, the, the entrepreneurs would bring it to a place and you would meet at that place, AKA the grocery store, right? The business people would, the businesses would bring the stuff to the grocery store, right? And then you would go to the grocery store and bring it back to your house. And the same thing, the postal service, you would bring it to the postal service and then they would take it to somebody else. And then you would go to the postal service, somebody else would go to the postal service and bring it back to you, right? So you would have to, there was, you would have to, there was still, you were having to go out and do something and then it would be done for you. But there's still a huge, you're still having to go out and or, and or you're still having to go get something and bring it back. But these delivery services, whether it be food, or you know movies aka streaming or whatever it allows you to like have access to all these things without even having to leave your couch right somebody else is going to go do them for you somebody else is going to bring you a package somebody else is going to bring you your groceries somebody else is going to bring you your food right all these different things the government would have never done that because the postal service you have like i said i don't know i'm just guessing over 100 years of them never innovating they just literally just kept like delivering ads and mail to your mailbox, and they never like were like, "You know what let's try and do something else let's like try and deliver this or deliver that and obviously you know they could they can theory, like part of it is they didn't have the internet, but even once the internet came around, i mean the internet's been around for a couple of decades now like they they totally didn't try and like get on the internet you know and like be basically become like Amazon or these other guys where you can go in and just order it you know so whenever they were like "Nah, we're just gonna keep doing the same thing because there's not really incentive us to incentive for us to do anything new because we're you know we have a system here and we don't want to complicate it or trying to branch out right in the free market aka entrepreneurs were like well we have the internet people can go on there order something let's just go ahead and like and like let's store the things of these warehouses where they already are stored anyways and instead of the thing being delivered to the grocery store we'll just have the thing delivered to the house directly right So, um, the beauty of that, like I said, is people don't need to understand, uh, libertarianism. They don't understand politics or economics. Every time they, they buy groceries online or they buy something on Amazon or, um, you know, they, they, they watch a show on Netflix, right. And they pay their subscription, right. They're buying into the free market. They're, you know, because without the free market, you wouldn't have streaming, Right. Or if you did, you would only have one streaming and it would be like PBS. Right. It would be like garbage shows, you know, um, you wouldn't really have delivery. The government's not going to deliver stuff to you. They're going to make you go get it yourself. Right. Um, you know, all these different things that we have now bringing your groceries and all that, you're not going to have that because that's, that's for profit. And that's, you know, freely free exchange between you and some random person, you know, with, we use Instacart, you know, it's just totally spontaneous. The Instacart doesn't know that we're going to order groceries. What day are we are going to do it? When we're we going to do it, we just get on. And then it's like, all right, we're going to bring it in however much time, you know. And that's what's The part of it, too, is that you have multiple companies trying to deliver the same service. You know, Amazon can do the deliveries, but we don't use Amazon. We actually use something else, you know. So there's a bunch of different companies that are all trying to figure out ways to make your life easier. And that's the beauty of it. That's why you have... Um, you know, dryers, which if you heard in the earlier part of this, I stopped it cause I had a dryer in the background and I was like making a noise, I had to go turn it off. Um, you have dryers, you got washers, you know, you got your dishwasher, you literally put it in there, put some soap in there and press a button and you like tell it what to do. It's literally a robot. Whereas, like even now, like people in like Africa have to like hand wash. They don't have that kind of stuff. They don't have like electricity, right? These are all part of the free market. The government wouldn't be giving you that. The government just like takes what the free market does through entrepreneurs and like tries to do it themselves. Like they try and control it, but they don't actually have the. They don't actually do the actual innovations. They don't actually put the energy and effort in to continuing to make things better. Because if you don't have profits, like I said, if you're just trying to steal from people, steal through taxes, you're gonna try to do as minimum effort as possible to get the minimum amount of things done so you can be like yay we're doing it because you you know the government doesn't want to like fail right it doesn't want to like try and trust itself and try and do something and, and, and do it wrong right it would just like try and do as little as possible not have as many like options right so um that's this is the beauty is that even if you don't even understand libertarianism, even if you're just like talking about things like what I'm just saying right here, like you're talking about how the how Amazon's doing so much better than FedEx or so much better than the USPS, right, or whatever it might be, you know, you're just saying, look at the free market and you're you're enjoying it and you're impressed with it, you're you're doing you're doing libertarianism a favor. You're you're basically proving our point, you know. And that's what I love about socialists, these dumb idiot socialists, because they want to complain about, you know, oh, people have too much money, but Jeff Bezos doesn't have billions of dollars in a bank account. His money is invested in Amazon. So if he took all of his money, you would destroy Amazon. Same thing as Apple. All these, you wouldn't, you would destroy the companies, the AKA, you would lose the products, AKA, we would not have smartphones anymore. We wouldn't have delivery to our house, right? All these different things that would go away. We would probably still have the postal service, but that's all we're gonna have. gonna you know, the internet's gonna fall apart because you're gonna take you destroy Facebook. You would destroy all these different things because you're trying to steal from the wealthy. So it's like you're gonna complain, but you would destroy social media. You destroy most major tech. You know, you would destroy a, a lot of the different you know innovations that we have today that we take for granted. You know, it would be very difficult to be able to keep up with all this stuff. If it was all just government planned, that's what you had the issue in Russia. Russia had 24 million different things that it had to manage and try and figure out how much of it to buy, how much of it it to make. Right. It's my favorite thing that Vladimir Putin went up to freaking Margaret uh, Thatcher, the lady who was a, a prime minister back in the day. And he was like, how do you feed everyone? She said, I don't right he has when you have a planned economy, he has to f- try and figure out how do I feed everyone how do i how do I make sure there's enough corn to feed everyone i don't want to make too much corn because then there's too there's a, or too much then we throw it away or you know i don't want to make have too many cows because then we'll have too many cows or whatever it might be. Too much milk, not enough milk. Do Does the milk go towards butter or does the milk go towards cheese? How much do you do that, right? Well, when people are experts and have special knowledge in that industry and they're constantly looking at the stats and seeing well, how much butter is being bought, then they can have, they can basically correlate that and they can communicate that to those who, you know, sell the cow and the milk and then they can change the price going up and down and sell it to who, you know, they could basically do a perfect supply and demand system with all these different guys communicating with each other that basically what the customer wants and sometimes it'd be more sometimes less sometimes part of the year they want more sometimes things will shift like right now things are going away from milk they're going more towards you know um, nut based milk right that's out of nowhere i mean we've been wanting milk forever right chicken recently got more popular than beef right what is that that's out of nowhere just random people are the desires of the customers are starting to shift you know people are going more towards caged more you know humane uh desire for you know non-caged eggs you know or non-caged chickens so they can have that and so that's getting more popular and so people who are you know in the caged chicken industry or are losing a big market share right that's out of nowhere but in a planned economy when the government's trying to do everything and they're trying to figure all this stuff out then it's a nightmare like i said just in russia 24 million different things this is like back in the day before you had the internet Imagine all the different things we have now. there would probably be one hundred million two hundred million different things that, that you would have and that 's part of it too is that you wouldn 't want it, like you maybe at first would have one hundred million things, but then like the government would be like i don't want, i don 't want to make a hundred million decisions so they would try and narrow it down and then they would try and bring it down from one hundred million to, to, to twenty million or ten million or whatever try so then you would instead of having you know 20 different options for your phone, you would maybe have one. It would be like really garbage, you know, or whatever. You would have like computer options, but it'd be like a really terrible computer because the government doesn't want to sit there and figure out all that. And really those things would be tricky. Well, because that's part of it too, is like there's so much complexity to those things. Like there's so many different parts of in your phone and there's so many different companies that are just like division of labor working together to get these parts in your phone so that when you go to buy it, that's why it costs so much. Because it's like, Yeah, there's a lot of different moving parts there. There's all these different people they got to pay along the way that they got to like make profit along the way. So they got to have this product, they sell it, they buy it. And, you know, people work on that product and assemble it here, they take that. And then there's, you know, there's just a bunch of cuts along the way to finally give you the end product. There's not, before we had phones, I mean, the more complex things you had was like vehicles, you know, like I said, you know, things like uh, washers and dryers, but now that we have like phones and computers, I mean, if you open it up, you can see there's a bunch of different parts. So especially when you put a, like the Tesla, I mean, you put a computer in a car, I mean, having a car communicating with a computer, like, you know, that's ridiculous. But yeah, all that to say, um, the government is redonkulous in how it'll double down instead of actually just giving up and saying like, nah, like obviously the free market, like entrepreneurs have like won and we should just like, you know, we shouldn't keep stealing. Like we've already stolen enough. We're already 65 billion in debt right, uh, in the sense of like 65 billion negative and we're on an unsustainable track. And yet they're like, nah, we just need to like figure out a way to fix it. It's like, oh my gosh. So um, there's an article from Bloomberg, which I said will come up next. Um, and it puts it, yeah, an article from Bloomberg puts it this way, David Vernon, quote, David Vernon, an analyst at Bernstein Research, who tracks the shipping industry, estimated in 2015 that Amazon was paying the Postal Service $2 per package which is about half what it would pay publicly traded uh, UPS services in FedEx, uh, FedEx. A Citigroup research note released last April estimated that every delivery by the postal services parcel business, not just their product from Amazon, should cost 146 more to reflect its true economic cost, end quote. And, quote, e-commerce revenue provides essential support to pay for the network and infrastructure that enables us to fulfill our, our being the postal services universal service obligations. So did you just get that? Not only are they 65 billion in debt or negative, like on a business model level, but they're paid. Amazon pays them half as much as they pay to UPS and FedEx. Um, like he says, they should get paid more, but there's nothing they can do. They can't, you know, they're, they don't want to, they don't want to pay them. That's, that's basically their value. That's why they're willing to pay them is like, all right, we pay the higher level stuff to these guys. And then, like, kind of like he says, like the parcel, you know, parcel business, which is basically like the lower end business, we'll give it to like USPS. Like we'll give them like the crumbs, basically. But even that, like them living on the crumbs and being like paid less than they're like worse in the market. Um, there's it still literally like supports uh, their network and infrastructure, which, like I said, they that's with them having like our money and being subsidized by us. So it's just ridiculous that it's like wow, they're paid less. <clears throat> they're dependent on their competitors. They underpay them to them to they they they, they underpay they're underpaid by Amazon and Amazon. That's literally like the only reason Amazon even pays them is because they're willing to take less. And yet, like, they're just like, nah, we need to figure something else out. So, I don't really need to, like, make the argument. Like, these people have, like, clearly, like, shown, like, the free market, like, has destroyed the government. I mean, at every level. The internet made the the service itself obsolete, like, doing mail. And then, like, even, like, when it comes to, like, delivering packages, like, totally... Dependent on their competitors, like what kind of industry? What kind of like business model is that? You know, and then even to be like dependent, but be like paid less than your can, like even like the top dog competitor pays your competitors way more than you because they can, because you're like the government, you're a government entity, like ridiculous. I can't. It's it's it, like literally when I learned it, I was just like, this is crazy, and it's still like I haven't looked at it in years since I wrote the book in two thousand. Not, I, think about, I think early 2019, so it's been two years. And it's still, like, every time I look at it, even now, I'm just, I'm always just like, wow, fascinating. Because in the free market, if something was $65 billion into into the negative in a decade, it would have been, I mean, it wouldn't even have got that far, you know. So it would have been bankrupt a long time ago. But the government is is a job fair, and that's the key, is that they don't want, there's a job there. They have a bunch of people that are employed by them, and they don't want to let them go. That's always been the problem with innovation and the government is there's so many stories in history where people like come and they're like, hey, I can totally improve this. Like I can, I can make it like, it's like, a, like there's one time like a sewing machine. Guy goes to a king, goes to a queen is like, hey, I can totally like take this industry and like make it done faster. And like you can like get rid of a lot of people. And the queen was like, I totally understand what you're doing. Like you have good intentions, but like it's gonna look bad on me if I fire people. Right. I've had to like let people go. So like, I know that you would like make it to where instead of needing like 10 people to do this job, I can maybe like need five. I'm just giving an example. Right. But then like, but then I'm the bad guy that has to get rid of five people. Right. And so, and he even went to like other people, like other, like other monarchs, was, like like hundreds of years ago. And they all were like, basically so the same thing. They're basically like, but that makes me the bad guy. And like, I don't want to be the bad guy. Right. like, you know, and that's part of the problem with politicians As politicians get voted in and they don't wanna have the negative PR or HR issue of, you know, Queen Elizabeth, oh my gosh, like she's allowing entrepreneurs to come in and like, take our jobs and, like, make things, like, to make the market better and, like, look at all these people that are laid off, look at all these people that are unemployed, right? So she'd rather it be done less efficiently and, like, be stagnant, um, this particular industry, um, as long as there's, like, it remains a status quo and the same people are employed, right? Which is ridiculous, And that's the problem with the government getting involved with things is that the government is not cutthroat when it comes to the free market because the government is politicians that answer to the people, you know that the people look at what they do and they're like yeah I don't like that versus like the free market it's a faceless system right like yes obviously you have like now you have you know like Mark Zuckerberg and like Bezos like these Bill Gates you know Steve Jobs the like people like who were like seen as the face but ultimately like those people can get rid those people can be getting rid of in theory or they could like sell out and like the the company would still go on like it's it's not like if Jeff Bezos left, like Amazon would just like fall apart or anything, you know, like it's not like the service, the system and the service that's being done is a group effort. There's not one person that's like holding up the fort, like an like Atlas holding up the world. Versus, if you have a plan system with a with government, whether it's a monarch or politicians, and you know, in the modern world, you know, if they're cre- creating jobs through the USPS or whatever, they don't want to be the guy that has to lay a bunch of people off because they dissolved the whole USPS and thousands of people get laid off because of it, right? Even though, ironically, like we like those those things that they're doing are still necessary, right? So those people could easily literally just walk over to like the competitors in the free market, Amazon, FedEx, UPS, right? And be like, "Hey, I've been doing this for y'all for, you know, whatever, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I know how to do it. You know, just bring me in and I'll do it for you." Like it doesn't need to be like, "Oh, I'm sitting on the couch. I have no idea what to do." Like what I'm doing obviously wasn't no value at all because obviously it was cuz you're getting Amazon still was paying for it. Even though they're underpaying for it, whatever they were paying them to do, obviously still needed to be done. So like it's just that it, it's not sustainable, but it was sustainable until the free market showed up right like like I said it's been around for a long time it didn't become you know that negative equity until like the internet and like was like I said the like until entrepreneurs started taking the internet and making it like way better because before like you would just get on the internet and like play solitaire and maybe like you know like use Microsoft word or you know just like it was like an efficiency thing you know or you would just like maybe send a little bit of messages but it was like totally like it was like very inefficient and like didn't have a lot of practical purposes um you know play pinball or whatever like that's what I did when I was a kid we grew up playing pinball and like it was like a novelty to be like in like like learning how to type and and all that it's like a totally new thing um yeah so I want to pivot now that I've clearly shown like one of the worst examples in recent years of the free market, aka entrepreneurs, using a profit persuasion system to make the government uh, options totally just seem ridiculous. I wanted to pivot real quick before we finish and um, talk about essentially like what brought this about, um, what brought about like things like the Postal Service, like from an economic standpoint. Um, and then, well, you know what? I think I might say this for another one, because, yeah, I think it's a, like it's a whole another side conversation. I mean, I, I think it'll basically be a part two of this because I'd rather just kind of break it up. We've talked about a lot of stuff in this one. So, uh, yeah, but we're going to talk about basically Adam Smith's third reason, third use of the government and kind of bring, tie it in with what we were just talking about. So I'll see you in the next one. Um, we'll continue this conversation about basically the government uh, options versus essentially the entrepreneurial options. So, yeah, see you in the next one.